You're listening to the Leadership in Theology with a Cup of Joe podcast. Welcome to the Leadership in Theology podcast with a Cup of Joe. My name is Joe Contreras, and today I am with the president of the Messenger of the Cross, which is a branch of youth groups from several churches in Northern California from the International Assemblies of the Firstborn. Today we'll be talking about how to lead when the tide rises. Let's take a drink. So as a leader, a, a lot of times um, you can be overwhelmed. You can be overwhelmed with stress, um, with procrastination, deadlines, um, different types of things. What type of tides do, you, do leaders face? Um, do you feel like leaders face nowadays? I think leaders um, nowadays face a multitude of uh, tides. Um, I know for me, personally, just speaking from experience, um, in my own capacity at my own church, I, um, I'm the, I lead our youth ministry. I'm also part of our worship, and I do other things around our church. And on top of that, I also lead the Messengers of the Cross. And so one of the things that um, I face is procrastination. Um, you know, there's deadlines that we have to meet, uh, things that we have to get done. Um, so procrastination would be one. Um, I think also overwhelming yourself with too much uh, burden, too much work can be another tide that um, a lot of leaders face nowadays. And for me personally, uh, one of the tides that I also deal with is discouragement. And um, so there's a lot of um, things that a leader leader faces um, in terms of what tides may come their way. Absolutely. Um, so a tide will make you feel overwhelmed. When a tide occurs while you're leading, it sometimes feels so overwhelming that all you want to do is go with the current and, and drown, right? Mm. You're, you're drowned by deadlines not being met, by um, procrastinating away. Mm -hmm. um, what are some ways that you overcome, um, for instance, procrastination? Uh, <laughs> procrastination is something that I really struggled with. I mean, I struggled with that um, in school. Um, and to some extent, you know, when you're in the ministry, and like I said, when you have a lot of things that you need to accomplish, uh, it's easy for you to lose focus, and it's easy to say, hey, you know, I'll put that off one more day, or, you know, I'll get to that later. Um, but what gets me all the time is that I realize, and as all leaders should, is that Whenever we're doing something for God, we have to put our whole heart into it. Yeah. We have to give God our best. We can't just give God some half effort and expect it to work out and expect that to be okay or, or, or worthy of what God has called us to do. And so when it comes to procrastination, um, I have to remind myself that, hey, you know, this is not something that, you know, you take lightly as a leader in any role, any um, responsibility that you have as a leader, um, you know, you can't just put something together last minute and hope that it works. And so for me, I remind myself all the time that, hey, what God has called me to do is the greatest calling that I could ever have in my life. And if my God can send his son to die on the cross and give his all, how much more can I do as a leader? How, how much more should I do for him? And that, you know, like I said, throwing something together last minute just won't cut it. And that's, you know, not a good practice for a leader to have. Absolutely. 
a lot of leaders that are perfectionists, they sometimes wait until the last minute to work on a project mm-hmm. because they feel like they'll be overwhelmed if they do it early mm-hmm. because they want it to be perfect. Yeah. So if you're working on a paper or you're working on an email that's very important, um, you may it may take you longer if you're a perfectionist mm-hmm. and that causes you to procrastinate. Yes. Um, and a lot of people find themselves in that situation because they want it to be perfect. They want mm-hmm. it to be uh, the best that it can be. And the reality is that no matter what it is that you're doing, it can always be better. Yeah. Um, so at, in that moment, it's extremely important that you put forth your best work. Yes. What are some ways that you have overcome doubt in your leadership role, in your leadership position? I mean, doubt is something that I, you know, deal with to this day as a leader. Um, you know, funny thing is, you know, planning for this camp. This was probably the biggest uh, youth event that I've ever put on as a leader. And, you know, to be responsible for hundreds of, of youth, um, you know, that's a really big responsibility. And with that many people attending camp, there's a lot of different opinions, different minds. And leading up to this camp, I was nervous and saying, hey, you know, um, would, I, would what I put together live up to the expectations of the youth. I mean, we've had great camps in the past, and um, leading up to this, you know, I just started having doubts about oh, whether this would work, um, whether the youth would respond to this theme, or would I be a good enough leader to um, lead the MCs? And that was honestly something that really discouraged me. Um, you know, I found myself, my, myself uh, thinking, like, God, why did you choose me? I don't think I'm worthy enough to to lead such a great, big, you know, a big responsibility of all these, these youth. And pretty much what happened is that, you know, God reminded me who I am. God reminded me that this was my calling that he has placed on my life. And I know that, you know, no matter what I might think, no matter what others might think, no matter what the world might think or others might say about who I am, what matters is what God thinks. And as long as I, you know, like as I said before, as long as I give God my best and as long as I'm in line with um, what he has called me to do, you know, it doesn't matter what others think about me. It doesn't matter what I myself think about, thinks about my, me. But what matters is, you know, that God is glorified. What matters is that I do what God has called me to do. And what I've found out in my leadership, uh, my time in leadership, is that, you know, when you do your part as a leader and what God has called you to do, God shows up and he does what he does. Mm -hmm. And so with doubt, it just comes down to knowing that this is who God, this is who God says I am. This is what God called me to do. And I know that as long as that I'm in line with his will, God will take care of the rest. That's good. That's good. Um, like you mentioned, we are at um, their camp for this year, um, MC Camp 2019, here at um, Redwood Christian Park mm-hmm. um, in Boulder Creek, California. Um, it's been a great week so far. It's really hard to put together an event for 88 or 100, over 100 yes. students. Um, <laughs> And there must have been a lot of pressure coming into this. 
and a lot of pressure stepping into your role as president. Yes. Um, what are some ways that you handled that pressure? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said before, um, I was, I'm the youth leader at my local church, about 20 kids. And um, growing up in church, you know, I've, I've seen leaders that have been, you know, gone before me or that above me that I look up to. One of them is my dad. <laughs> my dad is a pastor. And, um, you know, I've seen how they live their lives. I've seen how no matter what circumstances have come their way, they still served God and they never lost faith. They never lost hope. And so coming into this role of being the MC president, um, you know, I, I was reluctant, <laughs> to be honest. You know, it was something that I didn't want to take on. It wasn't a responsibility that I wanted to have. But, you know, God, you know, you know, he worked out, you know, things, and here I am today. And so, you know, putting together this camp, um, you know, there was, like I said, there's deadlines, procrastination. Um, there was just a lot of pressure um, to really carry on the momentum that the messenger of the cross had. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I always share this story, but, you know, five, six years ago, um, our organization, the MCs, we were only at 35 kids that were coming to youth camp. By the grace of God, year after year after year, we just kept growing and growing and growing. And as I took over for our past leader, Michael, I just had a lot of, I felt a lot of pressure to just continue on that momentum. Um, you know, he just did such an amazing job with this uh, leading us as an organization. And when I came in, you know, I just felt a lot of pressure, um, you know, from all of the youth, um, from my uh, executive officers within our assembly, and, and just felt like, you know, a lot of people were just looking up to me. And so, I was just, you know, <laughs> I, I was really just scared and nervous just to come into this role. But what I did was, you know, I just spent a lot of time in prayer, and spent a lot of time in my word, and what God showed to me was that, hey, you know, what Michael, or our past leader, did was great, but you're a different leader. Yeah. You have a different calling on your life, a different role, a different, you know, uh, vision what, uh, that God has given to me for the, for the MCs. And so um, it's just knowing that, you know, this is truly where God has called me to be. And like I said, um, there is pressure, and I think pressure is something that comes from, you know, for any leader mm. and any leadership role. And when we talk about the rising tide, um, I think when we experience tides rising in our lives, those are defining moments for us as leaders. Um, I think that when, when we as leaders experience rising tides, when we experience adversity or or when things aren't going our way as leaders, those are defining moments for us um, because that will either make or break us. And when you alluded to earlier is that when we just go with the current, when we feel the tide rising and everything else that's happening to us, you know, that, that will break us. You know, a strong current can break you. But if we go with the tide and if we're able to withstand it, 
you know, that makes us a better leader. That makes us a stronger leader. And I think that pressure and, and all of those things that come with leadership are necessary for us. Um, I know for myself, whenever I experience adversity, it gives me an opportunity to realize that me as a leader, I can only do so much on my own. God has blessed me with, you know, gifts and, and talents. And sometimes as a leader, you feel that, you know, okay, this is all me. I was the one that did this. I was able to create this for our, our organization. But when you go through times like that, it puts you into perspective that, hey, I'm here because of God. And that I'm nothing without God. I like to use the illustration of being in a boat. Um, you know, when you're in a boat, you have an oar, you have a sail or an engine, and you're the one that's driving it, you're in control. But what happens when your sail breaks or your engine dies or you lose those oars and you're just sitting there? I mean, what, what more can you do as a captain or whatever, the one that's in command of the boat, when you lose all of that? And that's how we are sometimes when we face rising tides. And when we lose all of those things, all of, or we fail in certain aspects, that's when God takes over. When we have our shortcomings as leaders, that's when God takes over. And so, yes, I think, you know, like I said, pressure, adversity, and rising tides are necessary for us as leaders to go through to, to build us up. Okay, awesome. Um, we, can, we can sit here all day um, <laughs> talking about... Um, the tides of life and how to react um, when the tide rises in our leadership. Uh, but I, I believe that you just you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> um, before we end, at the end of each podcast, we try to do an audience question of the month. And this question comes from Cameron Del Rosario from San Diego, California. She asks, how can you be a strong, authoritative leader while still being a good Christian? Um, can you speak to that, John Mark? So how, how can you be a strong, authoritative leader while still being a good Christian? Now, th this person is probably looking in the, the secular world, um, in organizations outside of the church. How can, a strong, how can you be a strong, authoritative leader while still being a good Christian? Um, assuming that, um, like you said, she's, um, or they're talking about uh, being a strong leader outside in the secular world mm. um, while still being a good Christian. Um, I think it's, it's pretty simple, is that you just have to um, know what the Bible says and that you uh, follow exactly what, you know, God has called us to be and what God has called us to do, um, you know. And I think that as long as we as Christians don't forget who we are, I think that whether it's in church or outside of church in the secular world, as long as we remain true to our identity, to the principles that the Bible teaches and that we believe, then we will be able to succeed in anything that we do outside of church and as inside of church as well. And so um, to that question, I hope that answers it. Yeah. But uh, um, knowing who you are and sticking to what the Bible says and following that, I think that's um, the best way that you can... Um, or when you, when you do that, you know, God will honor you in all the things that you do. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the best way to do 
Well, well, thank you, um, John Mark, for um, joining me this month, talking about this topic of how to lead when the tide rises. Thank you guys for joining us again for this month's topic of talking about how to lead when the tide rises. Follow us on Instagram at LTCupofJoe. Email us any questions you may have at LT with a cup of Joe at gmail.com. Also, our guest, John Mark, and his ministry and organization, Messengers of the Cross, feel free to follow them at, on Instagram at Messengers of the Cross. And don't forget that even the small things make a difference.